Uh, good morning, everyone. First of all, I want you to know what an honor and privilege it has been to serve as president of Concordia for the last eight years. And uh, really to have worked alongside of uh, such uh, talented and dedicated uh, faculty and staff for the last 27 years, first at Christ College and then at uh, Concordia. Concordia is a wonderful school which has grown in size and stature over the years. Uh, many things have changed since my wife uh, Val and I first came to Christ College in 1986. Uh, since then, we have many more students. We have many more really good students. We have much, much better athletic teams, music ensembles, forensics teams, and theatrical productions. Concordia has always enjoyed excellent faculty, but today we have many more faculty who are exemplary teachers, scholars, and mentors. Our staff, too, has grown in size and in professional expertise, so much so that many of our staff members are known as leaders in their respective fields. I want to say a special thank you to uh, Val Krieger, my wife of 47 years. Uh, yes. Uh, Val and I recently celebrated the 50th anniversary of our first date when we were in college. Oh yeah, I know, I know. I won't mention the details of that first date other than to say that we attended a St. Patrick's Day party where green beer was served. And I won't say whether we drank any green beer or not, as we were both 19 at the time. But I think the statute of limitations has expired. I do want to say thank you, Val, for your partnership and ministry at Christ College and Concordia University. Our text for this morning is Romans 3, verses 23 and 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came from Christ Jesus. Uh, we sang a version of Amazing Grace uh, this morning. The older version goes like this. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. God's grace to all of us who were wretched, lost, and blind has been amazing. God, by his grace, through the redemption that came through his son, Jesus Christ, has found us, forgiven us, redeemed us, and has given us the eyes of faith. Here's a story of amazing grace. When I first became an administrator at Concordia about 25 years ago, Dr. Ray Holm was our president. So late one afternoon, uh, Dr. Holm called me and other administrators uh, to a meeting. We were there to talk about readmitting or not readmitting a borderline student. President Holm was in favor of readmitting the student, while most of the other administrators and I were not. By the way, is Dr. Holmes' grandson in the uh, audience today? Are, are any other uh, students from Dr. Holmes' congregation in Bend, Oregon? I saw one back there, okay. 
Um, please do not relay this story to uh, Dr. Hong uh, when you go back to see him this summer. Anyway, um, President Hong, against our protests, decided to readmit the student. When we left the meeting, Dean Ken Ebel and I went back to my office to talk. I was very quick to fault President Holmes' decision, saying, in effect, what was he thinking? It was obvious to me that the student did not deserve another chance, and I repeated that President Holmes was just wrong in his decision. Ken and I uh, then sent someone near my office door, which we had forgotten to close. There stood a stern and unsmiling President Holm. He looked directly at me, then turned and walked away in silence. Ken and I looked at one another. We were rolling our eyes and shaking our heads. And I said, Ken, what did we say? And Ken said, what do you mean we? (laughs) What did you say, Kurt? Now, I I owed my career at Concordia to President Holm. Uh, He hired me, uh, he mentored me, he promoted me. My respect for this man was and is very high. And now I had had betrayed him by bad-mouthing his decision. So I didn't know where to turn. I walked slowly back, I walked slowly up to his office to talk with him, but he had already left for the day. So I went home. It was a long drive home to Orange. I felt guilt-ridden, and I felt in despair, but I was soon on the phone, landline, no cell phones, um, calling Dr. Holm. So he answers the phone. He says, hello. I said, Ray, this is Kurt. Silence. Silence. I continued, Ray, I'm sorry. I should not have said the things I said about you today. Longer silence. And then he said, I forgive you. Thanks for calling. Have a good evening. So have you ever been the recipient of undeserved forgiveness? The recipient of amazing grace? Have you ever experienced that moment when overwhelming guilt is suddenly gone? When that sick feeling in your stomach has disappeared? When those feelings of helplessness and despair are no more. Christians are not perfect. We are not even close to being perfect. Paul says in our text for today, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We must mess up every day. And our response, if we're honest, to ourselves is sorrow and contrition. And we ask God every day to forgive us for our self-centeredness and our offenses against him and our neighbors. And God's response to our confession is to forgive us, to declare us justified by his amazing grace because of the redemption that came to us by Christ Jesus. If you've been fortunate enough here to have been coached by a good coach, directed by a good director, or taught by a good professor during your years here at Concordia, and I think you have, I know you have, you have probably experienced the kind of grace that President Holm extended to me. No player, performer, or student is perfect. There's never been a perfect game or perfect artistic or academic performance. 
Our coaches, directors, and teachers at Concordia understand this and willingly forgive our shortcomings while holding us accountable to high standards. God is like the forgiving parent or coach or teacher. God's expectations are very high, but his love for us is even higher. He knows that we cannot measure up to his expectations. So what did he do? He sent Jesus to the earth 2,000 years ago to live the perfect life, to suffer and die for our sins, to set us free from condemnation so that we can freely serve others today and eventually live with him forever. God's forgiveness is so much greater and so much more important than the forgiveness of someone in authority over us. God's forgiveness has eternal implications. His forgiveness is forever and allows us to work for the benefit of our neighbors today and assures us of eternal salvation tomorrow. My prayer for all of us today is that we acknowledge our need for a Savior and that we cling to the truth of God's amazing grace to us in Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us pray. Good and gracious Father, we thank you for your blessings this school year, for the opportunity to learn, to play, and perform, to serve others, and to worship you. Bless us now as we prepare for final exams and for the different journeys we will take this summer. Continue to guide and protect our graduating seniors and encourage them as they live lives of learning, service, and leadership. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. God's blessings to you all.